0: good morning everybody good afternoon wherever you might be good night today we have Sarah Grover and she is about to release her first book so we're excited about talking about her new book about her I want to thank her for being a spouse of a military member I know it's hard my wife uh, was a spouse my mom was a spouse so I want to thank you for what you do to make sure that we uh, stay safe and uh, everybody feels secure at home so
1: yeah uh, all right Sarah tell about yourself me. Yeah, come on. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I I, don't usually particularly find myself that interesting. Um, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a stay-at-home Navy spouse. Uh, I have a special needs child that requires a lot of time and a lot of commitment. Right now, he's out with his dad on a car ride because, of course, school sent him home again. It's kind of hard to hold down a job when every time you turn around, they're calling you. Uh, and yeah. doctor's appointments and all that fun stuff. Uh, basically, I've always been an avid reader. Love creative writing, but, you know, it's got to be inspired and not contrived, so kind of always had that issue with uh, creative writing class when they try to force it out of you. Um, my education wasn't education, teaching by profession. Uh, that lasted, like, maybe five years <laughs> with my kiddo until it became kind of impossible, but uh, other than that, I'm just a pretty normal person, I would like to say. I cook i take care of my chickens take care of my cats a uh, little bit of a jack-of-all-trades master of none kind of deal
0: excellent so do you let the cats in with the chickens
1: uh the cats come in and out. the chickens they have to stay outside unfortunately <laughs> they don't like it sometimes <laughs> like today it's raining and uh they look at you all wet like why do the cats get to go inside and i can't like that's oh, too bad
0: oh my goodness so <laughs> what so you wrote your first book what's the, what's the, what's the title
1: uh, the title is unknown variant. I actually started writing it back in twenty
0: sixteen.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, took a couple years of revising and editing and revising. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so I probably rewrote like parts of it like five, six times. Um, uh, that I got kind of got stuck at the ending because we had to move again. I started writing it. We were living in San Antonio, Texas. That was our first station. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we had to move to Washington state. And so with all the chaos, I kind of wasn't able to finish it that I had to kind of get back in the groove. And I finished it probably 2019 when I really figured I was finished with it. Okay,
0: so and then us, from then it was, it.
1: Um, yeah. Book. So it is a kind of a hard to pigeonhole, but I'd say it's more of a new adult dystopic, uh political like romance. It's a, um, mm-hmm. So my main character, she's kind of an anti-hero and not what a lot of people would consider like a likable character. Uh, But I kind of uh, created basically this world uh, where it's kind of we're genetically segregated. And it's not that far off from what's becoming reality, sadly, with uh, politics these days and just the attitudes of people. And the actual inspiration for it was kind of weird. So being a special needs mom, I'm really sensitive to a lot of the issues that go on in the community. And one day I was reading the story on Yahoo, and I forget where it happened, but basically there was a young man who's about 18, 19, and he was down in a water park with a therapist. And the therapist was not paying attention. They should have gone with him, and they had him go up this water slide. And he had a hard time with waiting. And he took a young child and just kind of picked him up and dropped him over the edge, and the kid fell, and he almost died. Thank God he did it. But uh, I made the mistake of going into the comments section.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: And you see just... So much uh, hate, uh, basically, you know, how these people, they should be locked away in insane asylums. They should be executed. Their parents should have had them aborted. They should be sterilized. Just theres It's so terrible what people say when they hide behind the anonymity of the Internet. But it kind of really shows you what they really think. Yes. And I was really hurt, and really angry, because I feel obviously very sorry for the small child. That's terrible. But also, you know, for the young man who didn't know what he was doing was wrong. Right, because uh, I feel like that because my son has very severe autism, which is a genetic cause. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't know before I had him at the time, and he kind of sees people as tools, not really people. And mm-hmm. I can imagine like that could have been my son. uh and it, you know, it just pains me to think of that. People see him that way, mm-hmm. and they see people like that that way. And so I took that kind of that sorrow, that anger, and I kind of turned it into: What if that world was real? What if what these people wanted came true? what would it be like? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's where I got the inspiration. Mm -hmm. So basically it's like 100 or so years, 130 years now in the future or so. And uh, society faces basically the, uh, I'd say the uh, leftist dream come true. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, global warming, the oceans have flooded all like, you know, the coast, everything's been decimated, farmlands are destroyed. Population is too high. Uh, So you basically have this cabal of like, you know, world governments, Mm -hmm. uh, almost like, you know, the NGOs we have now who kind of get together and say, well, we have resources that we want for ourselves and there's not enough to go around for us to have as much as we want. So if we just get rid of people because they're a drain on the system, because, you know, they're suffering and they're devolving the human species and then the ones that they don't initially exterminate, it's like, you know, second Holocaust They Segregate them into what we have GIs, the genetically inferior and the normies. And so I kind of create this character, this young woman who's like genetically inferior, but it's from an unknown genetic variant. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing actually noticeably wrong about her. And so she works as a prostitute as a means to an end to support her mother and her siblings after her father had passed. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of have this uh, anti hero story of how she, you know, ends up being. Kind of duped into this indentured servitude of a very corrupt politician through a her through his son, who's actually a really nice guy, for of the privileged class. He's a really great guy. Unfortunately, you know, he's got some pretty shady people in his life, and they have this you know forbidden illegal love story to where they both develop as people, kind of having this redemption arc, Mm -hmm. and then they have to flee because they get found out, and so they flee to basically the only place in my book that is unscathed from this is australia because it's so geographically isolated
0: just like their animals that's right there that's yeah. why they only have those species in australia because they can't migrate that far yeah
1: yeah they can't migrate that far so you know the political idea is that you know they kind of just left australia alone because australia is like we're not going to be part of this stuff and uh You can't force us, you know, it was just not worth it for the rest Mm -hmm. of the, you know, one world government to keep trying to force us. So they kind of left them to their own devices. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like this uh, asylum seeking journey.
0: Like the the penal colony when they set it up. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Kind of exactly like that, except in the, you know, the future, of course, uh, I wrote this, of course, all like way pre-COVID. And so now, you know. unfortunately uh for this to be feasible australia is going to have to learn from those mistakes <laughs> yeah
0: they're going to have to go a little different route like uh new zealand is going to have to go a little different route so uh, so it took you you started writing it in 2016 is that right so yeah. you took some time off which uh, which is most authors do um they, they normally i haven't met an author yet that doesn't have another job or isn't a stay-at-home uh, yeah. mother or has other obligations right um uh, or, you know, does something else because that helps with the creativity. So I know from experience that, you know, marketing is going to be tough. That's the hardest part is getting your book out there. Have you given that any thought, how you're going to market your book or how you're going to get it out, uh, you know, into the public once it's released? That is a tough part.
1: It is really a tough part. I've been like, you know, trying to reach out to some book reviewers and some bloggers Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to find some inroads still haven't heard anything back yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. Try to work the social media route. Unfortunately, you have a lot of people out there who are very much like, oh, yeah, I'll promote your book. And they're all very much a pay for play, you know, kind of deals where it's like, yeah, you don't want to promote my book. You just want me to pay you to promote it. Exactly. It like, might get a couple. It might get a couple likes, but it's probably not going to generate sales. So nice mm-hmm. try.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is. Uh, I go to a uh, writer's group. You, can, you, I'll check around where you live. There's usually writer groups or uh, libraries mm-hmm. where you can get your book into the library and Ooh. that way people can read it and check it out they should have local authors and then they uh, also have where you can go and speak uh at events uh there's a lot of book signings uh, like kroger i don't know the equivalency of the east coast is probably Publix
1: not re- not really
0: <laughs> yeah so you can uh like i have a book signing on the 14th at a kroger here in town but i also are going to do some other ones so that's yeah. pretty cool uh you know and then these different you know bookstores and indies indie stuff so that's that's tough so that's to me i mean that's the hardest thing too is is getting that getting the marketing out because you're right i mean people say oh i'll I'll promote your book and uh okay i need you know hundreds of dollars i'm like "Uh, that's crazy show yeah show you know what i hear what i'll do give me some results and i'll pay you for what you do yeah, right. but they it's it's <laughs> they never won't.
1: that's never what they do. They're like, oh, give me this, and I'll like put a post out. I have all these followers. Yeah, all your followers are other authors who already paid you.
0: Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not they're really. Not, shit. They're not reading a lot of books. They're writing them.
1: <laughs> they're writing them. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. So, I know you're you're busy. So, what do you like to do in your free time when you when you have some, if that's such a thing?
1: Oh, what do you God. all like to do uh, as a family? Oh, well, unfortunately, with my uh, kiddo, he doesn't really enjoy doing much right now. He uh, mm-hmm. recently actually started having uh, seizures. So uh, oh, no. that, that's uh, put a big damper on a lot of things. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, he used to enjoy stuff, but not so much anymore. So it's a real struggle. My free time, personally, I usually do a lot of, uh, well, try to, try to do some Netflix binging, uh, take a nap. Um, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> that's a hobby. Uh, that's a new one. <laughs> yeah, napping's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like a little bit of uh lapidary work. I'm a bit of a I've always been a bit of a rock hound so that uh-huh. I take things that I find or that I get and I uh do some uh work on making like jewelry but not that fa- I never think it's anything good enough to sell. Like I said I do a little bit of everything. Um Well, I've seen some you know, stuff like- for
0: sale. You could probably do stuff for sale. I've seen stuff like, "Oh my god, come on."
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I could, but it's just like, I usually end up uh, making things and giving them to my family. So it's like, you know, Christmas gifts, birthday gifts. That's -hmm. what I do also for the holidays. I got a lot of baking ahead of me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I had my, uh, one of my stepsisters, you know, stole me when she asked me, well, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, and so I'm like, oh, this so I can make that. She's like, is that for you or for you for making for other people? I'm like, well, that's just kind of what I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, you got this one done have you thought about another one or you're just I, kind of mulling have, and taking a break?
1: I have the sequel, uh, for the most part in my head, I've gotten about six pages out before, you know, I really got into the weeds of, you know, the editing process mm-hmm. and the formatting process and all that other stuff that kind of just like, you know, took away the attention and like now yeah. into the marketing phase.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like, I have it up here, uh, right. where there's going to be, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot more of a political twist to it in the second half because at the end of the book they make it to Australia. so they make it there, but then uh this uh other main character, the male character, his father I I didn't know this at the time but when I wrote it, but now I look back I'm like, oh my God, I accidentally wrote about Joe Biden. Um <laughs> his father's a very corrupt senator who uh, won his Senate seat based on the sympathy vote of his uh, dead wife uh, <laughs> who gets assassinated at a political events
0: uh-huh.
1: and i mean he's just a slimy scummy guy well, um you know his son is <laughs> his, you know his son is nothing like him and uh you know he he's kind of lives like in opposition to who his mm-hmm. father is
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh I look back at the parallels. and like, I thought of like, just like the worst possible person ever. <laughs> and, the, and then I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I didn't need to do that. <laughs> but of course it says in this, the disclaimer, of course, all, you know, uh, characters and things are, you know, they're uh, acts of fiction. So, you know, any they're coincidences are, they're all made up. It's, it's totally coincidental. And it was, that was an oops, I guess. Well, not really an oops. It was very intentional, but yeah. You know. I so, think it's definitely going to be more of a political drama of how mm-hmm. it's going to be because now we have this uh very powerful man who feels uh, a fool because his you know son basically you know went against everything he stood for, took this woman, ran to the other side of the world, and like now he's still laughing stock stock of the political uh, you know uh, establishment that he's in. So there's going to be some uh, looking for uh, revenge, uh, political tensions, and that sort of deal.
0: Oh wow! So I know that uh, I believe. We have the same publisher, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, what uh defines, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh so we have the same publisher. Uh they're based out of Houston. I actually went down and met him. Mm. I, I was doing some work in Houston. I said, you know what, that's the first book I ever wrote, so I don't know. I need to I need to I need to touch you, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I went down there and met Dave and uh Mark and I, you know, once I met him, you know what? Okay, I feel pretty good with these folks. So uh, they did my first one. They're actually doing the second one now, and I, I just started writing in March.
1: Oh, like your first first thing ever? Yeah. Wow, you're fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, think fast. I don't type fast. Um, well,
1: yeah, I think I think fast. It just gets kind of jumbled up, and then it's like you write it all out. Like I yeah. my thing is I get I get the idea. I can't let it go. And so that's why I wrote most of it, like 90% of it, like in probably three months, it was just like thrown out there. But then I'm like, okay, you got to revise it. They got to edit and revise it and edit it. Cause I'm just like super perfectionist, but like, I'm like a dog with a bow. When I get that idea, it's just like, it's got to go, but I have a hard time, uh, forcing it. That's why creative writing classes were always the same for me. It's like, it's not, it's got to be inspired. Right,
0: right. (laughs) I'm the same way. Once I start on writing something, I have to finish the thought. thought, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll and, and I'll think of things and for the book, but I'll put them at the ba- bottom of the book somewhere where I'm going to use them because mm-hmm. I have a thought I want to do that. And so, actually, I, w- I was thinking about the second, the third book, and I started and I was th- starting to think. The other day, I was walking. I'm like, oh man, I got the perfect beginning for the third book. So I actually <laughs> went and. Back, but before I submitted it, I went back and wrote, rewrote a little of the second book. Mm -hmm. Very small. That if if you read it, you're gonna say. And then you go to the third book. Oh, that's that's where he caught that. That's where he said that. And uh, so yeah, I'm writing a third now. Uh, And this is the first one. The second one is the same team as the first one. The third one. The second one you could read before the first one, but you'd want to read the first one. The third one you're gonna have to read the second one. Oh, uh,
1: okay. So, so you guys to kind of like a sort of like sequel. a time jump going around.
0: Uh, well, the the third the second book has actually three things happen at one time, in oh. and I write about all three of them at the same time.
1: So, from like different character perspectives or like third yes. person. Okay. Different
0: character, yeah. Third person, different character perspectives, different things going on. Um. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to my wife about it. She goes, "How do you come up with this stuff?" I go, "I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> just got to." It. Uh, you're just a again.
1: vessel. You're just a vessel for the muses.
0: Uh, it, you wouldn't uh, ask my friends; they wouldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> 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 they, they say, "What the hell happened to you?" Um, so, so you think about writing your second one. Where you actually have some ideas. You got your first one out. And when is that going to be released so everybody can buy it? So-
1: the, the first, first one mm-hmm. is coming out January seventeenth. Uh, as far as I know, that that is the release date. Um,
0: okay,
1: I'm excited. I'm anxious. <laughs>
0: so it's, it's uh, Kindle. It, it Kindle. Uh, and... They're doing
1: it's doing ebook and uh, uh, paperback.
0: Okay, cool, great. So you'll be able to get those on Amazon.
1: Yes, it should be available on Amazon. I do believe it will be also on the Defiance Press website. I think they also put them on there. I'm yes. not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do uh, I mean uh, if you want I have we could talk more about the process or yes, I mean yes
0: don't I mean re- I'm actually car- I'm, um, well, I
1: actually I mean a lot of my process is very much uh, first person driven I've definitely been always a fan of first person narratives mm-hmm. though I'm also very much into uh, I'm into all sorts of sci-fi so even though mine's not like super sci-fi dystopian kind of falls in the sci-fi, but I'm like, I love, love, love things like a uh, HG Wells. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, uh, my brain's dying on me. Uh, uh, love Orwell. Absolutely love Orwell. So that definitely yeah. kind of goes into that. Um, yeah. So, you know, very much I'm into things like, you know, Brave New World with Aldous Huxley. Mm-hmm. So I have a very wide range of kind of like influences that plus the real world kind of just gets me going. Uh, I, I'm definitely more of a verbal like mental vomit on the computer at first. That's kind of mm-hmm. like how I start out. Yep. And Wouldn't I just go like from there. Type? I mean,
0: would do you like to write in the morning, in the afternoon, in the night?
1: Uh, me, it's just whenever it hits me. I'm also I've also never been a morning person. I mean, uh, I go to church on Saturday night because I've always told my grandmother. Um, uh, God knows I'm not a morning person. <laughs> 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 he knows me. He's known me since, you know, before I was born, he knows I'm not yeah. a morning person. So I go on Saturday <laughs> night. Um, so that was always a hard thing uh, with yeah. when I was teaching. I mean, also I would do a lot of my writing, uh, when I'd have like a, when you'd have like a, especially with like middle school and high school, cause I did a lot of substitute teaching in Texas because I didn't want to get a full blown classroom mm-hmm. because then we ended up moving again. And I'd get, like, attached to the students. And I'm like, and then they get sad when you leave. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of subbing. So what I'd have, like, like, that off. Yeah, so it's kind of like, it's (laughs) like a what I'd have, like, my prep periods. I would do a lot of writing then. Uh, So it would just kind of be, like, here and there. Um, But, I mean, once I get going, it's like I don't want to stop because I feel like if I don't get it out, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose it. It's like one of those things, like, if I have, like, a a dream that I really want to remember, I got to write it down. So with me, it's kind of, like, very ephemeral. Like, okay, I got the idea. I got to get it down. Uh, I also use a lot of dream sequencing uh, in my writing. There's actually a lot of uh, stuff in there that I actually thought of when I was dreaming. (laughs) I'm a very vivid dreamer, so I find that to be a very uh, good place to gain my inspiration because I've always been one of those people who actually, um, I can lucid dream, so I know I'm dreaming. (laughs) Oh, wow. And yeah it's very vivid and uh so my husband always thought it was weird I'm like what'd you dream I was like I don't I don't dream like what do you mean you don't dream are you psychotic or something he's like I just don't remember I'm like okay but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I I guess I'm I guess I'm a weird one with that one I just I remember a lot and that I kind of use that as some inspiration I also use a lot of um myself in my writing so a lot of my characters have different parts of me in them Mm -hmm. and uh I forget where, what the radio program was. I was just driving once before I had satellite radio. I love my satellite radio. Hmm. Uh, And I was, you know, scrolling through the stations and it landed on, you know, when I was scanning this uh, talk show, kind of somebody was doing an author interview. I have no idea who it was or what the book was, but something they said really struck me because it was after I started writing my book and they said, uh, no fictional work is not semi-autobiographical and no autobiography is not somewhat fictional.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I'm like that that is so true because uh, when you do write you put a lot of yourself into your characters yes. whether you're thinking about it or not and every autobiography you read people are kind of like you know patting it and fluffing it with uh who they wish they were so
0: yeah I do the same thing I, I my wife's oh that's so the character that that's you and, well sorta <laughs> and they go, oh that's, that's our son well sorta uh yeah because you have to you know you, you embellish her. it's fiction but I like it when when you know, I talk to people and they turn around and go, is this real? Like, yeah. Oh, that's good fiction.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I have fr- friends and my husband, too, like, oh, that's you or that's me or that's so. So I'm like, no, no, just just parts of it, because <laughs> we we, we draw parts. from our yeah, we draw yes. from our experiences of people and uh, how we relate to them. And so I think that's really uh, an integral part of character development mm-hmm. for anybody that takes their craft really seriously. Yep. Uh, instead of like, you know, the contrived things that, you know, people kind of spew out. Like, I I don't like, I'm not going to hate on other authors. I know a lot of them, you know, they do what they, you know, they do, but I, I mean, sometimes you'll read some things and it's just like, that is just so tropey and so contrived, just like, you Mm -hmm. know, it's glaring. It's like, you Mm -hmm. know, you got to put some soul into it. If you didn't put part of you into it, you didn't really really go into it like you should have.
0: Yeah. I agree. I try to put, I try to put one tear jerker into each book.
1: Oh yeah, gotta have that. Gotta have the uh... <laughs>
0: even though it may not you be got... or, or something funny, or, you know, to be, funny. To
1: be funny. Oh to yeah, that. I I love to use a lot of breaks of levity even in like situations yeah. that are really tense because I mean that's something uh, I do in my own life. <laughs> they yeah. always say you know the most the most uh, serious people or the ones that seem the most like you know melancholy they're also usually the most funny because right. we uh, try to we try to like you know break the tension by uh, putting some humor into it and uh, that's kind of a. Coping mechanism. Um, I definitely uh put that into a couple of my characters in different ways. It's like, okay, this is a really tense situation. How do we diffuse this? Like, oh, you just you know, crack a joke or a little jab here, a little jab there. So uh
0: or you say you something take... and you say something, you leave, and about five minutes later somebody goes, Well, that was funny. <laughs> <You're> funny. <laughs> I finally got him. He's gone, I finally got him. <laughs> yeah, so I... what uh what would you recommend for anybody wanting to write? their first novel what would you what kind of gotchas or what to do what not to do based on what you've done so far today? uh
1: honestly i would just say don't don't force it uh i mean anytime i've had to do forced creative writing <laughs> yeah. i look back and like oh that was crap
0: right you I know and that. a lot
1: yeah and then a lot of people would be like well it's not coming to me it's not coming to me it's like that's the thing is like you kind of can't control it. And that's also the issue with if you want to think of being an author as your entire career. I mean, for me, it'd be a great perk, uh, but I know I'm no JK Rowling's like hitting it big. The gatekeepers in the industry make it really hard, no matter how great your work is. Uh, especially when it comes to like media press, like who they're going to pump up, who they're not. Um, that's also especially hard. If you write with even a uh, slight conservative slant, they tend to, they tend to bury you. I'd say don't get discouraged. I know that's hard because I had plenty of times when I was discouraged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, especially when I had a whole chapter that I just wrote and the computer crashed and it got deleted and I had to rewrite the whole thing. Oh I,
0: no! Nice. I, Your husband yeah. should tell you that. Backup and backup often.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I I was, but I mean, it's just like it. I went back and just the whole chapter was gone, and that was just like, like the rage <laughs> took over with that one. I'm like you got to be kidding me. But then I can look back. I'm like, maybe the way I rewrote it was actually probably better.
0: Right.
1: Uh, but yeah, just uh, wait to be inspired, you know, don't force it spend time, you know, and it can just come to you. Like I said, reading a news article, uh, just looking at the world around you and observing it. It's uh, one of those things where you know it when you, when you think it or, I know that it, it just sounds really, uh, really tropey. It like you'll you'll know it when you see it, or, you know, when you see it mm-hmm. in here, you, you'll just know it's a. Uh, you can't go out with the idea that I'm going to write the next great American novel and then it's going to come to you.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, for some people, I mean, I'm sure there's some writers out there who are like, yeah, they decided that they were going to write something great. It was going to be something great. But I mean, you look at a lot of authors out there, like really well, established famous ones i'm not going to drop any names uh but you know they've written dozens and dozens of books and their first stuff was like you know really great right but then you get to the point where like a lot of their latter stuff she's like eh rehash because it's rehashed it's just tired it's Mm. hard to follow and you know it's like you know they're doing it because they got their publisher saying hey give us another book and they signed the contract saying i'm gonna give you another book and it's just it's just not it's not what it used to be so I'd well, say, uh, I, don't, don't be pressured.
0: <laughs> I, I, I tell folks, if I had my own morning show, every book I wrote would be number one.
1: Oh yeah, even, totally. Even, you got even the if media. it didn't deserve it. <laughs>
0: oh. Yeah. oh my
1: God. That's yeah, crazy. it would be. I mean, even if you think about all the books that end up be number one out there, especially the ones that are written by celebrities, I'm like, we all know those are ghostwriters. Um <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I would take you, too, don't get discouraged. Um. Keep writing and you know look for inspiration and you know think of the next thing, right? While you're thinking yeah. of the what you're doing now. And just put pen to paper. And you don't have I, I don't outline when I write. No, me I just, neither. I just a pancer. It's called a pancer. I didn't know that. Me it's neither. Pantser.
1: That sounds uh, interesting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I don't do that. Um but and I don't say, okay, I'm gonna write a thousand words today or I'm gonna write five hundred. I just sit yeah. If I if I want to write, I just I just start writing until I'm like I'm done with that thought. I need to go do something else. Um yeah. but that, that's what I do. So show us the cover of your book. I know you got one.
1: Oh yeah. Let me bring it up here. Uh so this, of course, I wish I could have designed this. I mean I gave them some ideas, but uh, uh other th- I'm not a marketer and I'm not a graphic designer, but uh I think it turned out pretty well. Or uh, foreseeing that there. There you go. Yeah, so like I said, yeah, so we got like I you know a kind of our little tropey, but you know our star-crossed lovers kind of um, vibe going on there. But you know it is, it's kind of a that uh, story of struggle against adversity and you know overcoming that adversity with mm. like hope and love and personal growth and uh, not letting the world, even if it's the most awful world you could imagine, uh, take you down because. That's what it's trying to do for uh, the main characters. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I've always been kind of an underdog and rooting for the underdog. And so for here, it's like, uh, well, both my characters are kind of oddball underdogs. And as much as they have character flaws and they can be sometimes even annoying, you just want to grab them mm-hmm. by the shoulders and shake them. It's like, quit being such a self-pity and pathetic little twit. <laughs> you well, want to shake them out of it. that's human
0: nature. That's human nature.
1: Exactly. I tried to, you know, write the uh, human experience there. Um, yeah. You know, dirty details and all.
0: Excellent.
1: Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's got a little bit of mature content. I have to say trigger warning out there. Uh, uh-huh. I don't I don't write anything graphic, but, you know, there is uh, there is uh, at the beginning, there's drug use, uh, basic human condition when people are depressed and mm-hmm. out of their out on their sorts. Uh, there is uh, a rape scene but it's written very tastefully. There's nothing graphic, but it's kind Mm -hmm. of, it's integral to the character development of uh, why our character Layla is where she is uh, because of the things that happened to her in her life and how that has shaped her as a person. Mm -hmm. So to kind of leave those things out would be very disingenuous to the person being an actual person. Like you want to imagine this person can be real. Right. So when, yeah. yeah, So when stories kind of tiptoe around the, the things that are not so pretty, it's like, it doesn't really feel genuine. It's like those things like they're awful. Uh, but that's part of the human condition, that's part of life, uh, warts and all. So uh I really yeah. try to make it very uh raw and uh personal, like you know the character, you know their innermost, you know, feelings and thoughts.
0: Well, excellent. So how do people get a hold of you? Where can they find you? Uh we got a website um, and stuff like that.
1: Uh, well I have an author page on facebook so facebook.com slash unknown variant I think it's unknown variant one or okay. just unknown variant try either one of those um okay. I'm trying to get out there on twitter uh so my twitter handle is just unknown variant. I mean okay. not twitter up uh, instagram <laughs> okay. also also on Twitter but that's where I'm a little bit more unfiltered I know I should probably rein that in but I'm a unapologetic a speaker of the truth so uh <laughs> It's been my whole life that my dad said, you know, your mouth is gonna get you into trouble one day. And I'm like, it probably has a few times. But uh <laughs>
0: now your outlet is writing, so uh, maybe that'll tame yeah. the uh tame the, the cougar tame Yeah, tame t-
1: t- t- it, but like I said, get me behind a keyboard and uh <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I, I I go like the wind. Uh that's
0: how Excellent. it is. <laughs> well, we're excited but- to uh excited about your it is a big deal folks right people say they write the book all the time and you know very few people finish it and when you do finish it's a, it's a big deal especially when you get your first book in your hand yeah. that that is yes. major um yeah so I, I know you're gonna be excited so you're gonna to, to send us a pig and we'll put it out on our social media and everything uh and it, thanks for taking the time I know you got a, man you got a hectic life uh but you found yeah. time to not only write but take care of your special son and yep. one of our warfighters. So uh, appreciate that.
1: Thank yeah. yeah. Thank you, Travis.
0: And we'll, we'll see, I, you know, 16th of January. 17th. Unknown, 17th of January, unknown variant on Amazon or DefiancePress.com. You'll be able to pick up the, either the ebook or the paperback, the soft cover. Yep. Excellent. Well, sir, thank you very much. And it was a pleasure talking to you.
1: Yeah. Have a great day.
0: All right. Thanks. Bye.